in this episode of Serious About Tech. We will talk about the new Google devices that they announced this month. Also about the crack attack on Wi-Fi. Is it as bad as it seems? That's all next in this episode of Serious About Tech. Welcome to episode 5 of Serious About Tech. I am your host, Zachary Webb. Find all my work at seriousabouttech.com slash Zachary. Um, today, I would like to, before we get into the content, I would like to tell you about the, air quote, sponsor that is myself. I will design a website for you for 10% off go to seriousabouttech.com slash WWS now moving on to the content um, we'll get right into the news from Google they had a big event on October 4th where they announced several new devices they announced the Pixel 2 phones Pixelbook the Google Home Mini and the Google Home Max and the Google Clips camera um, but I'm going to start off with the Google Pixel phones, as those were one of the main products at that event. So they, Google released a Pixel 2 and a Pixel 2 XL smartphones that run Android 8.0 Oreo. And they're very nice hardware, the bigger one being made by LG and a smaller one. Um, the bigger one has a 6-inch display, the smaller one has a 5-inch display, the smaller one with a 5-inch display. 5-inch display is made by HTC. So Google partnered with these two different companies to make their phones. These phones have OLED screens, which means their color is nice, and they, um, their blacks are more black than other screens. But one thing that is that I just heard about recently just yesterday was that the Pixel 2 XL smartphones it's the Pixel 2 XL it's OLED display has some burn-in problems so that's I guess one of the th I guess it's a I guess it's a one of the things that happens when you don't report about something till it comes out is that you can find out all of the problems so with that burn-in what it basically is, it's got its problem with the phone with its screen that basically their screen is not how it should have been. It's there definitely is there's a little there's some small problems with the Google with the Google devices I mean there are some small problems with the Google Pixels but overall they do they are good devices so burn in is where you have like ghosted logos icons other images different than a different screen you're on so I mean it's not terrible but 
basically the image doesn't have the right colors. So it's a problem because of the LG because the LG uh, OLED screen that they had in there. That's the problem. So just keep that in mind. The Pixel 2 and Pixel 2 XL have this feature called Active Edge, where you gently squeeze the device to activate Google Assistant, which is kind of neat because Google really wants Google Assistant to be a very big part of their phones and all Android phones because they really want people to start using it more than like Samsung's Bixby or other other things like Siri on the Apple side. The Pixel 2 starts at $649 and the Pixel 2 XL at $849 going up from there depending on how much more storage you want. Um, Google did remove the headphone jack out of these phones like Apple did with their most recent iPhones from the I think the 7 from the 7 on I think but I guess you just have to live with it you just have to get an adapter to use normal headphones or just buy Bluetooth earbuds like Google's Pixel Buds that they just released they're Bluetooth earbuds that will cost $159. So Google puts out its own premium earbuds, just kind of like how Apple has their Apple AirPods. So they brought out these new Bluetooth earbuds to go along with it. Something else Google announced is the Google Pixel Book, which is their premium notebook running Chrome OS. So if you like Chrome OS, you might like the Google Pixel Book. The Google Pixel Book comes with a special stylus that can be used to draw or tap on the screen. You can also summon Google Assistant on that too. The Pixel Book has a 12.3 inch touchscreen and it can be folded to use as a tablet. It come, um, You can get it with 7th generation Intel Core i5 or i7 processors of course and get 8 or 16 gigabytes of RAM. You also different uh, plenty. You have choices of storage. If you want 128 gigabyte, 256 gigabyte, or 512 gigabyte SSDs, this premium laptop from Google will start at $999, going up from your storage and RAM and all those choices. So. People who have a Microsoft Surface and they like Google's products better, that would be a good choice for them if they like Chrome OS and just how secure and stuff it is. Google also brought out their Home Mini, the Google Home Mini, and the Google Home Max. The Google Home Mini is, okay, but both of these are their new smart speakers, like competitors to the Amazon Echo devices that you can get. But the Mini is a competitor of the Echo Dot and the Max a competitor is it's somewhat of a competitor to the the regular Amazon Echo but more to Apple's HomePod. Because Apple's HomePod which I talked about in episode 3 it is Apple's premium smart speaker that uses Siri and is built for streaming music with Apple Music. 
but Google's 399 Home Max is a it's similar to the HomePod, um, but it's got better sound than the than the first Google Home. It has better sound than that, and is built more for the streaming music, which is a lot. A lot of people use these devices for the Google Home Mini is forty nine dollars. One thing that was really different at this Google event, one thing that they brought out that was kind of different, is the Google Clips camera. It's a camera that uses AI, artificial intelligence, to capture photos of your kids or pets. So it's it's a $249 camera. It's aimed at parents who want to capture the perfect picture of their child or pet. So you just set it down somewhere. Like you can just set it down on your table while you your kids are doing something. You just set it somewhere and it n- knows by its algorithm when to take pictures. So then it will take the pictures and it can also do like bursts where it takes several pictures. There is no audio with that, but it's just like two or three seconds of that if you want that also. And it just stores them on the onboard storage and then you go on your phone, you connect to it and you select which things you want to put on your phone or or delete them off there or share them out, just whatever you want to do with them. That camera is $249. And again, I want to remind you of our sponsor, webco.us. If you want a website custom designed for you, you want a website for me, just go to seriousabouttech.com slash WWS, seriousabouttech.com slash WWS, and get 10% off. Then I'm going to move on to the crack attack against Wi-Fi. So this is a big attack that a lot of people have been talking about. People think it's so awful that they have to do something about it. Okay, so crack, K-R-A-C-K, stands for Key Reinstallation Attacks. This is a security vulnerability that affects Wi-Fi clients. So it's for the, it's a vulnerability in the Wi-Fi protocol, like how Wi-Fi devices talk to each other and to your router or whatever your, um, whatever your access point is. So the clients are like your laptops, your phones, your IoT devices, just anything that connects to your network through Wi-Fi. So with this crack attack. Basically, with crack attack, um, someone has a program on their computer or whatever they're going to use. They connect. They basically spoof your network. They get your client to send the key to like send the key that that authenticates you to the router. Basically, make that sent. Basically, make the client send that twice. So it has the same one over again, and that is not that's not good because then they can use that to break the encryption and be a man in the middle, which means they can see all the communications you are doing. Um, and then if they could get into the TCP, which TCP and IP are the main things on which the Internet is built. So those would be like the... Those would be the the main things on how it's built and if they could get into that then they could also they could also maybe break into your https con- content that you are 
viewing online and be able to even see that. But a, a VPN or a virtual private network will protect you against this attack. And it's been updated in all of Microsoft Windows that are supported and also Apple's operating systems, which Apple's operating systems were not even vulnerable and neither were Microsoft's because of the way they implemented the Wi-Fi client. They didn't do it the proper way and it kept them from being vulnerable. And then other operating systems and wireless clients have fixed the problem, such as Ubuntu, OpenBSD, OpenWRT, the Amazon Echo, and much more companies that you can find. I have a link to a list of them that has a whole big list of lots of companies that have fixed this. You can find the link to that in the show notes for this episode at seriousabouttech.com slash five. Just the number five. So seriousabouttech.com slash five. That's where you can get the show notes and get the link to that big long list to see if you are affected by this. But Android is very vulnerable to this, especially from 6.0 of their operating system on. So um, Google is testing updates that would fix it. So that's what they're so they're gonna do that. So everyone should be updated. Um, and don't panic. You don't need to update your firmware in your you don't need to update your firmware in your router or your access point because the vulnerability is exploited in the client. So it's in the devices that connect to the network, not your main router. But if you have a mesh network or a network repeater, those do need to be updated because they connect as a client back to your main base station. So those should be updated. So just make sure to check your manufacturer's firmware websites for updates to that. Okay, I think that's about wraps it up. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to see more content from me, then please head over to seriousabouttech.com slash support. And if you go there, you can um if you go there you can support me by donating there. It's a Patreon page, you can donate to me $1 a month, $3 a month, $5 a month, $10 a month, or $20 a month, depending on how much you like this show. And with enough money in there, I'll just head on over there myself real quick and show you, tell you some of the rewards that you will get. If you pay $1 a month, you will get my eternal thanks if you do five, let's see, you, you can do three, and then you get access to our chat, our special chat server. Um, and you also get bloopers, so all my bloopers I make, which I do a lot. Um, then, if you do $10 a month, you can get mentioned in this show. If you do $10 a month, you get everything else I provide in the lower rewards that are under $10, and you get your name mentioned in the podcast every month. So, you will get your name mentioned. If you do 25 or more per podcast episode, you get everything and a Serious About Tech t-shirt sent directly to your front door. So, I'd like you to check that out at SeriousAboutTech.com support. Once I get $15 per podcast episode, 
I will improve the website. I will get do website hosting to improve the speed of the podcast downloads. Once I reach $15 per podcast episode, I will improve the website and the podcast media downloads by getting new hosting for those. And all my patrons, all my patrons, patrons, will also get a special shout-out on the podcast. All my patrons. That means you will get a special shout-out every month, even if you don't even if you don't pay the f- the $10 or whatever cuz once i get up there you'll just all get it and then i will give new rewards for those who actually pay $10 a month you will get more rewards cuz i have more rewards coming once i reach $30 per episode i'll put out an episode weekly or biweekly and do more on the blog you can find the blog at seriousabouttech.com and there i post about all kinds of different stuff like reviews on products, and if I do any interviews that I don't record or anything like that, they will be there. Once I get to $60 per episode, which I know the audience can do, if you want to support me, remember, seriousaboutech.com slash support. And when I get to $60 per episode, I will buy more tech products, do more reviews, so you will find more reviews on the podcast short reviews on the podcast, and then also have longer versions on the website at seriousabouttech.com. So if you'd like to become a, a patron on Patreon, go to seriousabouttech.com slash support. Um, and subscribe to this show. You can do that in iTunes. You can do it on Android at seriousabouttech.com slash Android. And to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, just go to seriousabouttech.com slash Apple Podcasts or slash iTunes. You can get you can subscribe with Google Play at at seriousabouttech.com slash Google Play, I believe. And there's also links on the website. And then you can also do it on Stitcher. That's seriousabouttech.com slash Stitcher and on TuneIn, seriousabouttech.com slash TuneIn. You can also subscribe to the raw RSS feed. If you want to do that, just go to the website. We have an option for that. Be sure to share the episode if you really enjoyed it and you think your friends would like to listen to a tech podcast like this one. Then just go on over and there's convenient share buttons on the page with the article. And then you can follow me on Twitter Twitter.com slash the Zachary Webb, the Zachary Webb, T H E Z A C H A R Y W E B B, and follow the show. You should do that to know when we're doing live, when we're going to put out a new episode, and to get all the articles we put out. That's uh, Twitter.com slash Serious Tech Show. That's at Serious Tech Show on Twitter. And until next time, this is your host, Zachary Webb. Hope you have a great week and use the technology you have around you. And we'll see you again next time.